Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. What up, Boost? There we go, right on cue. How are we all doing? Whammy in the bottom corner. What, on the screen? <laughs> yeah. Never because you were late it's on. Because I left because my connection was a bit bad. So I thought I would come it's back because in. you left because you were late Drag me back up. Swap the me tar- over. The tardy. Our listeners can't even see you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. How I is everybody? I'm on top like I am top of the prediction league. I do well. Gosh. You know, I, I like being on the top as I'm top of the quiz league. So it's all good. It's all, all fun and I dandy. Like I'm, not, I'm not commenting on neither the prediction league nor the quiz league at the moment. I'll tell you do one we... thing, though. I did love that hair versus hair match. <laughs> so yeah, good. well done, so good. We're getting it on Dynamite next week. It was as good as the Lumberjill match we predicted as well. Surely with the um, draft picks we've got, we've got to get points for each one we get correct. Yeah, oh, we will. We're going to include that. Not the prediction league. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna it's going to count, don't you worry. So on this week's on this week's show, we're gonna break down extreme rules, give you our review on it, and have a look how far our predictions went. Um spoiler, some of them didn't for some people. And then we've got the draft coming up on Fox on SmackDown this Friday and on USA on Raw on Monday. And we're gonna give you our predictions for who we think is potentially going to move from Raw to SmackDown and vice versa, and any NXT call-ups as well. Um, and then if there's time for a bit of news before our quiz, we will get onto that as well. I do, but, love, yeah. a, I do love a draft. Um, I had a draft in my living room earlier, but then I decided to close the window. You got the excluder out, did you? <laughs> Perhaps they should get the excluder out tomorrow on SmackDown and Monday on Raw and not do the draft because it's pointless because it means nothing. Is Robbie the robot we'll... going to get drafted? Robbie the Raw robot, is that going to get drafted? Not over to SmackDown, what they're going to draft it with that weird like flying saucer type graphic that they have. <laughs> Good God, they're obsessed, aren't they? They're obsessed with these graphics. These like, I don't even know if you call them CGI. I suppose they are like graphics that they've got. And, they just—they've improved. They've improved since they brought them in a couple of years ago, but they still attack it. What's even worse is I checked WWE shop and Drew McIntyre's sword—they've actually made a replica, blow-up version of it. They're selling for fifteen pounds. I was and just going to say how much is that? That's they're selling not only the Lily doll, but they're selling the Charlie um, Charlotte Flair doll as well, and a Jack in the box. So they've got rid of like put this gimmick on ice, and they brought out all this merch. Why? I'm, I'm just going to have a look at that now. Well, here we go. New arrivals. The Beast is back. Celebrate Brock Lesnar's return uh, with this new T-shirt. Have you seen how much the T-shirts are these days on, sh- on the shop? 25, 30 quid now, aren't they? Like yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Absolutely. It's absolutely right. Let, I tell you what, let's go on the shop and let's go on. There's got to be like a sale, hasn't there? Otis, my ham, uh, that T-shirt's still a fiver and they still have it in our sizes as well. <laughs> so when SummerSlam comes to Cardiff next year in in the Principality Stadium, we'll all be front row with our Otis My Ham t-shirts. It'll be released by then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it probably will. 
they still have the WWE auction site. I didn't know that. I thought they got rid of that ages ago. They don't have a sales section anymore. You've just got to hunt for it, but you can find some sales stuff. It's a little I was bit just difficult. I was just looking for that. You'll find them. Right, let's type in Bo Dallas. They must still have some. <laughs> Sorry, nothing found for Bo They got Dallas. rid of Undisputed Era this week as well. Uh, it just links to the Bloodline. Oh, fair enough. Right, here we go. Bray Wyatt. Here we go. Bray Wyatt. Yes, look at these deals. <laughs> so we've got... Fan. We've got the Fiend face mask. So that was £12. How much do we think that is now? Uh, £7.50. That is £3. I'm going as a Fiend for Halloween then. Happy days. The Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse five-pack ornament Stop set. telling all the listeners. I already, I already have deals left. I already have those. <laughs> I just want to see how much to sell his stuff off for for a release wrestler. There it is. That's There's a deal. The Bray Wyatt... Boss Firefly Funhouse puppets of the Vince McMahon. The puppets fourteen pound seventy. Bargain, get it now. I got it. They're really good. They <laughs> they kept falling off my tree, but they're really good. They were definitely worth a buy. They those um, Christmas decorations are down to oh, Jesus. They were forty five quid. They're down to twenty pounds. Oh, Bargain, my Alexa one was cheaper than they've, that. I, it's just like the T shirt. I've got the Alexa Bliss T shirt one, Twisted Bliss. I'm pretty sure that was all that I could tell her. The Fiend Bray Wyatt replica entrance lantern down from seventy-five to fifty-two pound fifty. You can just go to IKEA and buy a lantern for three quid. What are they doing? You can make your own. You got the Mercy the Buzzer puppet. That's also forties, honey. And there you go. If anyone's planning on having any children, they've got the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse Baby Creeper, which is just like a romper suit. Seven pounds. Wow. Looks lovely. Looks lovely. So. <laughs> Yeah, if anybody's after any cheap Bray Wyatt Fiend stuff before he eventually debuts in AEW, um, get, get get on it now. Well, we get didn't have his now. debut last night in Rochester. Everyone's like, oh, we got to make sure we watch. What debut did we have instead? Leo Rush and um, Bobby Fish. <laughs> Leo Rush is back, isn't he? He's retired <laughs> more times than Terry Funk. The moth, he's a moth. I just, he only retired, what, about two, three months back? Yeah, you get why I'm question. calling him a moth, right? Here's the big question. What's happened more? Leo Rush retiring or Big Show turning? Big Show turning, but I'm calling... Well, he's got to be Big Show turning. <laughs> I'm calling yeah. him off because he's called the Man of the Hour, which stands for Moth. That's his catchphrase. Is he not doing some sort of, like, Big Money Matt Hardy type gimmick? I think so, yeah. So why? what's the point? That's just clashing on gimmicks. Is he going to join the Matt Hardy faction? Well, it's a bit like WWE. They've always got to have somebody who's uh, an intellectual librarian type, and they've always got to have somebody who's the big bar, bar, you know, in the barroom brawl guy. They've got like a box of gimmicks, and they just fish out. You can have that one. You're a superhero. You can do that. Or you're you're an elite fighter. And they're doing the same in AEW. It's like, right, who can we say is an investment banker this month? You are. There you go. Now they got rid of the EVPs having power. This is Tony Khan's idea. He's like, right, next month you can be the guy who's got all the money, and then you can face him, and he can have your quarterly wages as well. So, yeah, they just recycle it every couple of months, I think. Oh, that's fair enough. suppose eventually every type of gimmick gets recycled in some aspect overall. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a bit it's a bit close having things like this new Leo Rush gimmick when you've already got Matt Hardy working a similar gimmick or the same gimmick on the roster anyway. But... I will await that one with bated breath. I won't, because I have no real interest in Leo Rush. But anyway, what I did have interest in this week, however, was the WWE extravaganza 
that was Extreme Rules live on pay per view Peacock and the network on well, Sunday. Um, should be dead, rules. Yeah, I, it should be dead under the treats to Yeah, no, we, we should. I just, I, right, I know we said that there's bound to be some gimmicks thrown in right at the end. Um, but even and then it got closer and closer. And then I was even at the point where I was watching. I didn't watch the event live. I watched it the next day. Remain spoiler free. And I thought, oh, they, they're going to do like classic Teddy Long type thing here where, I don't know, for the tag team match, for example, they're going to come out and they're going to go, oh, but like Adam Pearce is going to out, walk out or Sonya Deville and go, oh, by the way, guys, this match is now a ladder match or something like that. I thought they're going to have to do it on the night because they've not said anything in advance. My God. My God, you, you cannot call an event Extreme Rules and just have one Extreme Rules match on the card. Well, they I, don't, I don't care. Raw, didn't they? they had a no yeah. DQ match on Raw. They had a how, what's your, Extreme Rules match, 24-7 title match, and they had a Steel Cage match on Raw. <laughs> it don't make sense. And that's on free TV. So you're giving away the gimmick, specialised matches on free TV, yet as far as building a, a pay-per-view, which, let's be honest, it's still money. People are still out there buying it on pay-per-view. And regardless, people are still paying money to sign up to either the network over here or Peacock in the Americas. Um, so you still want to sell something. So why would you give away stuff on free TV when the night before you could have sold it at a price to them? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't they're, know They're what's trying to butter at the... Who hosts... Uh, is USA Network? Is it, no, is it USA that have uh, Raw? USA Network. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're just trying to butter them up for the draft before they move all their good talent over to SmackDown. So they're like, don't worry, we'll give you a cage match. Well, I know that Fox aren't happy. There's been some reports. They're just not happy with WWE in general lately, the the direction it's going, the storylines, things like that. That's what's been said on the dirt sheet. And SmackDown's the only good thing about wrestling. SmackDown is the better show at the moment. Yeah, I am... Admittedly, I didn't watch much of Raw this week. I did see the, the opening match. Um, the the six-man tag, I believe it's all right. But anyway, we're on about extra. We're on about the the best pay-per-view of the year. The Extremely Rules events, we are. Um, so, yeah, let, let's start from the top. Of course, we'll look at our predictions as we go along as well, um, because we, we absolutely need to do that. So the kickoff match was a match that was moved from the main card because instead they put a match on the main card that wasn't previously advertised. So the kickoff match, we had Liv Morgan, who defeated Carmella by pinfall uh, in 7 minutes and 52. Um, I, I didn't watch the kickoff. Uh, did anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be stupid. I watched it live. Yeah, Don't it was really stupid. good. I gotta be Don't sorry. be stupid. It was, a solid, it was a solid match, and it well deserved to be on the main card. I don't know why they didn't. I don't know why they didn't chop a couple things here and there. Because I gotta be fair, decent match. They put on a really good show. Um, yeah, it was great, and they've been billing it up for weeks on SmackDown, so it made no sense. But it was worth watching the pre-show just for that. Happy days. Um, yeah, and yeah, like I said I watched it live. Sunday night, Sunday night football. I had two screens on. I was going to say, One when you that. say you're watching it live, you've got FIFA, 20 things at midnight. So I was playing FIFA. I had the American football, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Green Bay Packers. 
what a crazy game that was, by the way. And then I had normal rules on my phone as well. So I had three screens. And let me tell you, the most entertaining part of it all was the Green Bay versus San Francisco game. Yes, he finally it admits good? that FIFA was poor. How was it good to see an actual proper NFL team as well play, uh, play football? <laughs> What's that, sorry? How, how good was it to watch a proper NFL team play football as well? What, the San Francisco 49ers? No, the Green Bay Packers, man. <laughs> they can't even beat the Saints. He only yeah, supports the Tim Pops. First does. ever Tim Lombardi Trophy winner, like. Yeah, Dear but, Lord. you know, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Yeah, he's awful. Perhaps they should have introduced the Lombardi Trophy into this match just to put a bit of gimmick on it because it was a stupid singles match, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, I'm going to be like Brendan Eurovision or grab like nil points by the end of it. Yeah. So if people remember from last week, and apologies if Joe's coming through correctly, he's, he's having some sound issues this week. But we can hear you, Joe. I'm sure we'll get many a letter of complaint. I will forward them on to you. Um, but we did have a stipulation in our predictions where we did say you get five points if you predictly corrected the exact predictly gimmick. corrected predict is that what i said <laughs> correctly predicted the um stipulation if you didn't get the stipulation right but there was still a stipulation and you said that there would be you got one point but you get minus one point if you predict the stipulation and that there wasn't going to be one joe well, unfortunately spoilers, no one got bonus points <laughs> yes unfortunately joe you um you did go for the correct winner on this one Liv morgan however you said this would be a hair versus hair match so your point is cancelled out you lose one. sir <laughs> good day however don't feel too bad because i also went for Liv morgan and i said this would be a lumberjill match which it wasn't so my point is also cancelled out i think um, the most stupid one <laughs> <laughs> so dan and uh dan and jamie both went with Liv morgan so they get a point each on this one but yeah we, we was it a solid match then because as i say i didn't watch it yes. with the match they deserve better and i think that i have some sort of effect in my predictions for the draft Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I won't ask you what's next for them because we will move on to that later. Right. Um, first match on the actual card itself, then, we didn't predict because this was thrown together. Um, we had The New Day, the WWE champion at Big E, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, defeating the team of Bob The Lash, AJ Styles and Omos. Or Almas, as Corey Gray sometimes calls him. Um, I like to call him. It, I, do you know what? For, for a match that wasn't... i tell you what, I'll word it in this way. The whole pay-per-view will give our grading at the end, to me, just felt like an episode of Raw or SmackDown. And as good as this match was, and it was solid, and I did quite enjoy the match, to be fair. I mean, it went off for nearly 20 minutes. It was 18 minutes, 15 didn't feel like a 20 minute long match and that was in a positive way i thought it was a solid match and it was a solid opening to the show as well um joe's currently dying hello <laughs> he's having a jumble sale halfway through don't worry i've muted to joe for the moment <laughs> <laughs> but um i i thought that the 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 match itself was solid however it was not uncanny for it to be on an episode of raw yeah, I think they, they realise that they've got all of these big talents. 
really good talents that they should have featured on their pay-per-view. And then they went, oh, you know what? We'll have a little bit of a brawl before the show starts and we'll throw them in a six-man. Got to be fair, it was, again, it was a decent match. Um, it highlighted the talents of all, all six of them, made them look really good. But yeah, it felt like it's something that would have happened on Raw. Um, it didn't make it feel like it was an extreme rules pay-per-view. Even if they gave it a stipulation, that would have given it a bit more purpose. But I think they just realised that They've got these big money, the big stars, that, and they want to shift the show. So they decided that they got to chuck AJ Styles. AJ Styles looked amazing on that show. And I yeah. think, if anything, with this draft, they need to highlight AJ a little bit more in the title picture. But, um, yeah, it made them all, all look really good. And I'm glad that they actually did something with them. What are we thinking then? I thought this to you, Jamie. What are we thinking about Omos at the moment then? Because so I read online, somebody said, oh, I'm really impressed by Omos. He seems to be getting better and better week in week out and if anything i thought that umos was perhaps the one person who didn't do much of anything in the match uh, at times he wasn't even on screen um is that uh, do you think they're doing that just because of his current capabilities for example or have you seen an improvement in him over the weeks um join us in part two of the episode where you'll find out what i say about all oh, here we go See, <laughs> oh, there's no point reviewing extreme rules with the giraffe coming up is there um all right then i'll throw that to dan or, or, or joe then do, do, i mean have you guys seen an, an improvement or do you think there's much when the inevitable split if there is one and jamie's looking at the camera between him and aj Gore, will you know will he be gone will he be released will he have improved enough by then to be a to stand on his own two feet what do we think i think with me i think it's something that they'll build towards wrestlemania and it'll be the eventual um omos eliminated aj stars from the rumble and then they start resenting each other and they have a match at wrestlemania and aj puts over omos to go on a singles run then after i think from my eyes that's how it's working but to me he sounds quite green on a microphone or near somebody who's on a microphone and quite green in the ring. But sometimes you need that. I mean, you look at Braun Strowman, he never really, you don't think he only had three matches before he got called up to the main roster and he learned while he was on the road. So sometimes you need to do that. And you look at it and he's only been with the company now for, or on the main roster now for what, like six months or yeah. something like that, just, just before the mania. Um, you know he's got a good look about him. They've start, they've stopped him dressing like Deacon Batista now, so <laughs> the, the least they can elevate him a little bit more. And I can see it paying off then at WrestleMania. Differences as well. He's been partnering with arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of the twenty first century as well. So he's obviously had to, he's been able to learn off AJ Styles to guide. I was going to say that can for everything. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see. He's very excited, isn't he, Jamie, to get onto this? <laughs> um, but yeah, solid opening match to the event. Yes, it would have been seen on Aurora SmackDown, but I enjoyed it for what it was. Lovely. Right. We second match of the night, we had another tag team match. It was the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And we had the team of the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, defeat the Street Profits. Now, before we get on to the actual match itself, let's have a look at the predictions. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, <laughs> me and Joe again. <laughs> now, Joe went for the Usos. However, his point gets cancelled out because Joe said that this will be changed to a street fight. Got um, for minus one. Do it. And. <laughs> um, 
I also went for the Usos, but I said this against Chase on ladder match as well. So that cancels that point out. So so far, Joe, we're still on zero points overall. Um, uh, it is what it is. Huh? Now Jamie went for the Usos, so he gets the point for that. Dan went for the Street Profits in this one. Oh dear, what a what an absolute fool he must feel. They would have they would have won it as well, but they uh, you know I wish I made the prediction after SmackDown because on SmackDown Montez Ford was on his own because um, Dawkins was at a wedding, so um, Roman Reigns decided to have a match with him and beat lots of uh, everything out of him to be uh, you know quite PC. Um, but then after the match, the Usos came down and um, ended up beating him up as well. So he had a three-on-one beatdown on Montez Ford. So during the match, he was nursing his ribs, looking quite injured. So I wish I made a prediction, because if I knew that he was going into that match injured, not 100%, I would have gone the other way. But, well, you know, live and die by the sword. Way, it? It's like, oh, they've, they've come against the odds and they've won it that way. Kind of they thing. do like to do that, don't they, with like the 50-50 booking aspect. If somebody gets the upper hand on TV, the other person... Tends right. to defeat them on the show. They so played on the. They kind of went the other way. The, um, Montez Ford hit the frog splash, that really cool frog splash that he did. But one of the Usos had his knees up, um, and then they um, super kicked him and pinned him from that because the damage was still irreversible from the ribs. So because of the injury he suffered on SmackDown, that's what led to him being pinned and losing the match as well. The one thing I will say about this match is, is that it's difficult for me to comment on what I thought about it because. I, not necessarily for the worst reasons, I kind of zoned out watching it. It was kind of more of a on-in-the-background match, whereas we had the first match, the six-man tag, I was actually watching and thinking, oh, this is a decent open, this is a solid match. I feel like the Street Profits and the Usos, we've seen it all before, and there was nothing, unless you guys are going to tell me any different if you you know watched it a lot more in-depth into what I did. I feel like I zoned out because... I've seen them have this match before. I feel like I see this match in a tag team match every week, and that's nothing necessarily against the Usos or the Street Profits. This is the way that the WWE are booking these matches. Um, so I don't know if you can tell me any different, for example, Dan, if, if you know it was a, a lot better, I need to go back and revisit the match. But from what I saw, it was just very, very standard tag team play. It was, it was okay. There was a lot of storytelling in it. You know, They're playing off what happened on SmackDown uh, to build that matchup. Um, they're building... A potential split of the street profits as well, which could have an effect in the draft. Um, there was a lot going on plot-wise and storytelling-wise, but in terms of fundamentals of a in-ring match, they all hit their normal spots of their super kicks, their high spots. Dawkins had a lot of uh, grappling and um, control in the match. So in all, it was a. I know I'm using the term solid match quite a lot, but it just mm. like you said, we've seen this match quite enough times. Both teams know exactly what the other teams are going to do. Um, it was very well polished. It came across well. It told a good story. It did what it said on the tin. There wasn't many botches. It, it did everything you wanted it to do. But was it one that you're going to say, oh, you know what? I want to look back at the greatest tag team matches of all time. I need to watch Normal Rules 2021. <laughs> and I'll watch that. No, I'm not going to remember this match in a couple months' time. You know, I'll remember uh, the Viking Raiders against the Street Profits because of their 12-minute backstage segment with Ninjas. I remember that. But in terms of this match, nah, I think I'll probably forget about it in a couple of weeks. I know you work with the Street Profits in this instance, but do we think it was the right call to keep the titles on the Usos? I don't know what you think, Joe. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you want to build up the Usos and give them as strong as they can be. Obviously, they're part of the bloodline. Um, we'll talk about the draft in it, but I think the, the bloodline have got to stay together. Wherever they go, they're going to follow Roman Reigns. 
Dan, you reflect that notion? Yeah, I, th- I think it is the case that you look at the bloodline um, and they need to kind of be as strong as possible. And they've got this friction going on with Naomi on SmackDown where she's feuding with Sonya Deville, but eventually she may get a title as well. You know, it's all building towards potential of The Rock coming back at the Rumble or coming in for WrestleMania and having that big bloodline feud and a big payoff that's been building for two or three years. So I think if you look at the grand scheme of things, yeah, it works out quite well with that. Yeah, fantastic. Right, let's move on to the third match of the evening on the main card then. So we had the um, Raw Women's Championship, and guess what? It was a singles match. Um, Charlotte Flair defeated Alexa Bliss via pinfall. Um I don't know if we need to spend too much time on this one, to be honest, guys. We all correctly predicted Charlotte, so we all get a point on this one here. Um, yeah. And I think it's been it's been very, very strange, personally, the way in which they booked Alexa Bliss ever since, really. She kind of broke away from Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt got released. And I think, I don't know what you, you guys, your guys' review of this is, but... I feel that now now we've seen the reports that she's been written off TV for a couple of months or so. I don't know whether she's just taken some time off, whether she's got any niggles or injuries that she's just rehabilitating at the moment. But we saw the doll torn up. Is this the end of... Um, is it Lily? Is this, and is this, is this the end of the Alexa Bliss character in this type of persona? I have moment? heard that um, apparently there's rumours there's been talks that Lily's going to become all elite. <laughs> do it Jamie would love that he's crying at the moment but what you need to do at the end of any match if you uh, have your little toy doll ripped up is you need to pop an Alka-Seltzer in your mouth and then um, like cry really fakely on the ring ramp for about uh, two minutes where you can still see the um, Alka-Seltzer it was uncomfortably in long wasn't it I, yeah, I was just going to say it went on a long it. time she went I all mean, the way I'm back not, up I'm to the entrance I'm not complaining like, because I'd rather watch five minutes of Alexa crying than watching the Usos match again but you know <laughs> but yeah it was uncomfortably long yeah, it was just alright same as you Tarot I think it's the end of the Lily character the Alexa character I think she's going to come back as Twisted Bliss Twisted Bliss and then it'll just be like oh it was hypnotized or oh, I've snapped They'll make up some bullshit excuse and then she'll be back. Lily's dead, so it broke the curse. Well, she could just buy another one off WWE shop. (laughs) Happy days. I wonder how much they are at the moment. Shall we have a look? (laughs) Well, just before Lily becomes all elite, yeah, let's have a quick look. Lily doll, let's have a look. I mean, they've probably gone up in price now because they're rare because it's destroyed. You're always going to see you've been looking at this, so you're going to have this for Christmas now. Here we go. Oh, Lily Doll, here we go. God, there's enough T-shirts, isn't there? (laughs) There it is. How much? 40 quid. No, it's not. No, not that bad. A very weird price of 23. What is that noise? The evil is Jamie. The evil is mine. (laughs) Oh, good Lord. £23.73. Get so, it, buy it now. Yeah. The one thing that annoys me, I don't know if you guys pick up on it as well, is when wrestlers sing their theme music as they walk to the ring. That yeah. really, really bugs me. And Alexa does it with her Evil is Mine. And she's like that, acting her theme music as she walks to the ring. It really bugs me. That really bugged me on Strictly Come Dancing this week. It did, Adam. <laughs> it really did. For any of our international listeners, it's the UK version of Dancing with the Stars. We do it better. We had it first. 
and the, it was only the first week and there were so many it, well yeah true the Miz is on it isn't he at the minute I've not seen what he's dancing he's like I assume he's probably quite good, quite good. Yeah, really, I thought I've seen a couple be. of his he's really good I'll have to go and watch them then. But, um, oh, yeah, the dancers were just annoying me. They were dead. The celebrities were, like, singing the songs as they were dancing. It was really putting me off. Um, we'll have to start a new podcast on that. But, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying uh, exactly when it when it comes to that. But right, uh, right decision on this one, Charlotte, to go over. I think it's, for me, it's the right decision if it means we get Alexa off TV for a couple of weeks to come back as a normal self. But, well, oh, God, see, she can even come back as somewhere else. Just just get rid of this. We've got to see Lily. Dewdrop versus Charlotte Flair on Raw because she kept the title, and I was happy with that. You know, if you said to me a year ago, we get to see Piper Niven face uh, Charlotte Flair for the Raw Women's title in a year's time on Raw, I'd be like, yeah, book that now. That sounds bro. The ending of the match on Raw was terrible, um, and even Marie ended up coming out and costing her the match. But happy days. Um yeah, I think it was the right result because Charlotte with the new roster and the potential new people who will come in from NXT and across from SmackDown, she is the better champion than putting it on. I thought they may have put it on um, Alexa Bliss because we've got Halloween coming up, but if it works in a way that they can kind of repackage her and give her a better gimmick then. Fantastic. The evil is mine. The evil is crap. Dun, dun, dun. The evil is mine. Dun, dun. Evil. evil is mine. Oh. Evil terrible. Is what, what, what are they doing? Bring that guy who can make some music back. I don't get what this is. And then Alexa's singing it as she's walking to the room. Stop terrible. it. Terrible. Right. It's the boyfriend, Ryan. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's Beyonce. terrible, is what I think it is. And it's gone, gone forever, just like your dog. Scary movie well, three reference. <laughs> right. Triple threat matchup next. Damien Priest defending the United States Championship against Jeffrey Hardy and Sheamus. Sheamus O'Shaughnessy himself. And uh, Damien Priest, he successfully defended the championship. I'm just having a quick look down the list here to see. Oh, here we go. Right, here we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I, okay. I, I, I like how you looked and was like, oh, here we go. doesn't get a point. I so, said, if I had to pick one, I didn't want to do it, but I said, if I had to pick one, this would be the match. Well, you didn't have to, to pick no one, no did you? Anyway. Right. Hardly no DQ, and did somebody go no. through a table? That no, it doesn't, it doesn't count. So, <laughs> you successfully said to Damien Priest, but you said a tables match, so that cancels your point out. And both Joe and Dan both went for extreme rules matches, but Damien Priest as well, so that just cancels off their point. However... Me, that's me, just went for the standard triple threat with Damien Priest retaining, so I get the point on that one. Well done. Um, lovely, I will take that. I might give myself two points, just to, uh, no, a point you for me. You still won't win. Um, I heard that Seamus, either before or after this match, rebroke his nose technically, so he's had to have further surgery on it and i know they were playing that on the commentary side of things and going oh he's he's rebroken his nose blah 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 to make it sound you know make it sound real and it was probably a work but actually the reports on the dirt sheets are that no he has had something done so he has to have him to have a, another surgery he's maybe not even necessarily rebroken but displaced it again or something so you know he, he is having to have that surgery done but uh yeah i, I I'm not the biggest Damien Priest fan. I didn't mind him in NXT, but since he's come onto the main roster, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. But I thought the match was okay. I, I enjoyed it for what it was, Daniel. 
I'm a big fan of Damien Priest. Like I said, I, I can see him in a year's time challenging for the, the world title. But what, I think he's what's got his, a good star power. What's his character? Um, so he's like a sort of like a bouncer kind of guy, uh, um, you know, somebody who enjoys the nightlife, uh, that kind of guy. That so kind why of is he called Damien Priest covered in tattoos like a witch doctor? What would you prefer, Punishment Martinez? Well, I don't know. I just, I don't think if he's that type of, I don't think his moniker is his name matches his persona. I think he, it's cool. He, he works well. He's got a good fan base around him. Um, I don't think the name is too, you know, too big of an issue. You know, he's he's the archer of infamy. He's got Damien cool... Priest. We've spoke about this before. The juxtaposition of the two opposite names going together, Damien and Priest. I just, yeah, typical Vince McMahon. But I'm fine with it. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm fine with it. And I think. They could shorten it. They could just call him Priest or just call him Damien or they could change his name altogether. But I think he's got a good look. And apart from him falling off the ring apron during the match at Extreme Rules, you know, he's got good pedigree. There were a couple of watches I noticed. That was one of them. I think somebody slipped as well at some point. But you can't help it when you've he got saved three it really sweaty well, men he, together. He got back yeah. up, he kicked him in the leg and then he hit him with um, a couple slaps to his tits. So, all good. Joe, you happy with this match? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be a priest one. Um, the fact of his name, I think the whole point is like he's the priest of the night. Like he's in like the all priest the, of the night. Who's the priest of the day? Yeah. Shrikles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the evil is mine. Jamie, why were you a fan of the match? If he was a priest, why couldn't he do an exorcism on Alexa? <laughs> well, that's that's in a couple. That's good. You know when they bring back the mix. Uh, that's when he challenge. comes back. Yeah, they do mix match challenge, and that's the ex- he does the extra thingy, Bobby, and then all of a sudden she's just twisted bliss again, and and she wins in her hometown. Cool. Well, she lost in her hometown last night. They yeah, always do that, though, don't they? Not even last did. night. Sorry, Sunday. Yeah. There you go. What's next? For Damien Priest. Well, I said, no, I'll tell you what, what's next for Jeff Hardy? We'll in the draft. Oh, here we go. Yeah, probably bloody <laughs> is. Yeah. Let's, let's, let, I'm not even going to ask that question anymore on any of these questions anymore. Just, what's next? Because they're probably all in the draft. Do you see the writing on the wall? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's in way over his head. I'm glad he's brought that back, to be fair. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> that was too slow on that one then. What did he you just have? No, um, Matt Hardy, not Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy teamed up with Mansoor and Ali and um, yes, they all came out to Jeff Hardy's theme music and Mansoor started doing like the Hardy boys dance to it and Ali kept slapping him on his tit, talent turning him off. <laughs> like, Why? You're not Why? allowed to do that dance, that's Jeff Hardy's dance. Jeff Harvey, Hardy, Hardy. Harvey, Harvey, yeah, W-E-D-F championship. Oh, Mike Adamley, please. We miss him. Bring him back. I don't think he's very well, is he? I'm sure I read not so long ago he was unfortunately um, having some decline in health, some sort of dementia. Or yeah, here we go. God, all the way back in 2017, he was diagnosed with dementia. He officially retired from TV on March the 24th, 2017. Um, Mike, there is. But he does have two accomplishments while working in the WWE. The uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards gave him Worst Television Announcer 2008. And WrestleCrap gave him the 2008 Gooker Award. 
Um, the gobbledygooker I'm sure, award. I'm sure it was named after the gobbledygooker. Yeah, here it is. The Gooker Award is given each year to the worst gimmick, storyline, match, or event in wrestling that year. Hi, Dave. The is named after the gobbledygooker. Um, Hi, Dave. And he he joined. Oh dear Lord, he joined um, many many well-known. Um, Evil is things. mine. Look at this. This is brilliant. <laughs> Slightly going off a tangent, but um, I've got to tell you some of these because some of these are great. So WrestleCrap gave the Gooker Award to, of course, David Arquette as WCW champion. Uh, they gave, let's have a look. What else have we got there? Um, Mike, of course, Mike Adam Lee stint in WWE. Um, <laughs> we got Retribution last year in 2020 <laughs> with a Retribution. The year before, 2019, the Seth Rollins versus Fiends Hell in a Cell. Oh, yeah, good. Seth Rollins talked about it, didn't he? Topical. The, um, he the, did, um, apparently. I haven't watched it yet. You've got to watch a really good Broken Score session, actually. Better than we thought it was going to be. 100% better than the Sasha Banks one. Fair but Crown Jewel has been on there. Than Sasha Banks one, to be honest. Watching oh, Wallpaper's better than Sasha Banks one. Jinder Mahal as WWE champion. How dare they? Jinder Mahal was a brilliant WWE champion. No, he won the Gooker Award. That what do they know? What do they um, know? Don't hinder the Jinder. TNA changed pro wrestling. 2010 TNA Impact moved to Monday nights. The Gooker Award. I still remember that. And then WWE had... Uh, the return of Brett the Hitman Hart and beat him. Yes, in the be, yeah. Oh dear. Well, they did get Hogan and Bischoff in, didn't they? Yeah, Start and they had Paul and Nash in the okay, audience as well. They did. Oh dear. I'm sure we were talking about normal rules, weren't we? Yeah, we were. triple threat match. Then United States Championship. Solid enough. Yeah. Solid. Like, like I say, I don't. I don't necessarily think the event was a bad event. It was just an episode of TV for me. That's all I can really put it down to, but yeah. Um, although I will say the next match for me, apart from, um, well, I say apart from the Charlotte Flair Alexa Bliss match, I didn't necessarily think that was great. But Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, which ended in a no contest, so technically none of us get a point on that because it was a no contest. Um, I, I just, I, unfortunately, I just, I wasn't sports entertained, Joseph. No, it was just a bit flat, wasn't it? It's, they're they're going to turn this into a triple flat match, aren't they? Well, the, never know what's going to happen in the draft. No, shit. Anything can <laughs> happen in the WWE. <laughs> oh, you're yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dan, what did you think about it? Because I, I, just, I, I wouldn't say it was flat. It was just meh. I'll be honest, I didn't even I fast-forwarded through it. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Um, go on then, JB. You watched it live whilst playing FIFA and watching the football. I think they we're getting towards the third and fourth quarter of the, uh, the <laughs> Packers game at this point. Um, but no, like I said, it was just one of those matches. There wasn't much going on. Like I said, the moment of it. And still getting cheered more than the face. That is Bianca Belair. I don't like Belair. She just dances with her hair. Well done, have a biscuit. <laughs> The the moment of the match or after the match was the meme where Becky Lynch is doing the awkward thumbs up like she's just seen a long lost friend. That's the only thing we've all got from that match. <laughs> yeah, except obviously she is back. Sasha Banks returned just to knock them both out. She is, yeah, she is back. To be fair, so so we can say that. And and like Joe said, it's. I mean, 
Let's not talk about it specifically, of course, because of the draft, but it certainly looks like it's moving in that direction, which Joe said. But as we've said, anything can happen. Um, anything right. Can happen. <laughs> Was that not on a TV advert over it a few years ago? It's an Emily Sandy song, isn't it? No, yeah, but it was it was used on a TV advert on a commercial over here. It's so much, probably some sort of Christmas M and S type advert or something. I don't know, yeah. Sainsbury's here or something. And then this My year it was Dua Lipa, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I have no idea. Do it. Is it not Dua Lipa? Who's, who's done the Bond theme this year? Oh, it's Bill, is that Billy Eilish? Billy Eilish. Yeah. Well, well you know what I mean. It's been released this year. It was Billy Eilish? Dear Lord Almighty! Right, Good we're going to have to do it, guys. We're going to have to go on to the main event of the evening. M a 20, main event. A 20-minute match, 90 minutes, 45, where Roman Reigns defeated the Demon. Yes, he gave him his first loss via pinfall in, I don't believe I'm going to say this, I cannot believe I'm going to say it, in an Extreme Rules match. Now, yes, I got the point. I said it would be. <laughs> so I forgot to tell you guys the answer as well. How many times did the commentary team say... Demon during the well, uh, what, show. What were our guesses on our Facebook I think, chat? I did it like Joe said 71 or something. You said, said 67, I know that. Oh, One oh, person yeah. said 38, then, it, then that was it. Can't oh, be that much. So I'll, I'll go there. with... They did I'll say go. it a lot. I noticed when I was listening, they were saying it quite a few times. Oh, well, in that, in, in that case, 97. I was one off when somebody asked me the question. I said 127. It was what? 126. My dear Lord. They said the demon 126 times. So that. he's probably said that more so than he says. that match during the whole show? I think during the, the entire of the show, they said the demon. Because yeah. they obviously didn't promo it before. Yeah. But yeah, 126 times they said demon. He can't get it. It's, it's either the big dog at the head of the table or it's boss time. <laughs> it's just, oh, I don't, I don't know. Michael Cole, eh? I just want every time that a wrestler is beaten up that their theme music starts playing, they start shaking, and all of a sudden they get loads of energy. I think that should be a thing now. You know, Sam, like Sammy Zane's put through a table then, right. and he starts I mean, like, dancing, get getting back up through the table. <laughs> so let, let, let's let's break the match down then. So there was the, I, I just knew the first foreign object weapon they would go for is the kendo stick, because they can't help themselves, because they're not really allowed to use anything other than a kendo stick, a seal chair to the back of a table. That's all they're allowed to really use. What about days. four kendo sticks attached to <sighs> yeah. the super kendo? Because that super makes kendo. a difference, doesn't it? Um, they have more well, it, kendo, kendo, kendo is the uh, it, it means the art of the sword. So mm. he had a super sword, and then they can sell it on WWE Shop. It'll be a yeah, don't give them ideas anyway. <laughs> so we had all the obligatory, yeah, kendo sticks and all that type of business. And I thought the match was quite solid. I, I actually thought it was probably the best match of the night, um, which wasn't hard to, as I say, hard, hard to beat. But this is the problem that I've got with it, is that I don't necessarily have a problem with the way that the match ended, because I actually thought, well, it was a bit different. My problem is with the resurrection of Finn Balor by his theme music having to play and then him shaking on the ground like he's having some sort of fit like he's got a peanut and nut intolerance and someone's just fed him a bag of KP and he's shaking around and then but but doing it to the beat I mean I know it's sports entertainment but god guys just the 
the shaking around and then the resurrection to his music. And I just thought this this you, is just you like, too You look like a puppet. Yeah. And and I don't think there's anything wrong as far as him having some sort of resurrection as far as finding some inner power, a bit like the Undertaker type thing did or the Fiend type thing. But having to have yeah, having to have his music play to kind of resurrect him and then and that but the fact that his music continued to play as well and actually got into the crusps of the actual theme itself, the heavy metal, and he's battering Roman Reigns with and was it a chair or something? I can't remember now top head. Whilst the theme music continued to play, that was just too much. That was the issue I had with it. I didn't actually mind the fact that when he got onto the top rope, the rope broke and he fell. What I didn't like about it was though is that they didn't quickly cut to say, for example, the USO was messing about with a rope and something happened. So was that explained, or are we just supposed to think that the sheer weight of the 190-pound Finn Balor, or however much he weighs, broke the rope, which would never I think never they're happen. trying to say that it's an act of God. Um, so he keeps pointing to the sky, we the ones. It's an act of God. That okay, well, I didn't, I didn't say that then. I, I liked the idea, the fact that it broke and he fell, and that's how you know it led to the finish. I didn't. I didn't like the fact that they didn't explain. If they'd have just shown, I don't know, the Usos with some, or Paul Heyman with some bolt cutters or something, you know what I mean? Just breaking the But what makes no sense even more is he hit the coup de grace on SmackDown, but he always stands on the actual post. You know, it's the actual circular post. He stands on top of that. But you could see, if you watch the clip back, he stood on the top rope and he's bouncing on it, like shaking it. And then all of a sudden he goes, poing, and then he falls down and he's nursing his thigh. And then he gets back up, he gets speared and pinned. But yeah, every time he hits coup de grace, he usually stands on the post. Yeah. I, I, but that's knows. continuity thing. That's something that you know, wouldn't usually normal fan would notice. We're happy with the match, though? Did, are you in agreement with me? That I was, was probably the best match of the night. I was entertained. It was all right. Good stuff then. Right. So finish. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, before we go on to the scores then, what are we giving the event overall? I'll give it, like I say, I, I'm inclined to give it a lower score only because it felt like an episode of TV Raw and SmackDown instead of a pay-per-view, but I don't necessarily think the matches were that bad. So I'll give it a C. Oh, we're going like A, B, C, D. I thought yeah. we were going numbers. I was going to say five out of ten. Give it a, give it a, 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 all right then. I'll give it a, well, what would a C be? Six. I'll give it a six. Six out of ten. Yeah, five Predi- out of ten. Predictable, you know, in description in a word. I woke up, I, I didn't even watch it straight off. I read the results and then I just went, you know what, I'll roll back over and watch it whenever. You know, if it was exciting to read, I'd watch it straight away. It's not something that everyone's going, oh, you need to watch that. They're going, did you watch that? It was hilarious. <laughs> Joe, Jamie, what are you giving it? Four out of ten. Four? Oh. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jamie? Yeah, rubbish. Well, I am inclined to agree with one of you, and that person is Joe. Hey! Oh, it wasn't that bad. It was bad, yeah. Jamie just doesn't Uh, know because he was too busy losing on FIFA. I wasn't losing on FIFA, but you know. Were you playing FIFA 22 or 21? 22, it launched at midnight. If you listen to what I said... It launched at midnight. Absolutely. So I was playing it from Terrible game with terrible we reviews. Entertainment. Terrible you know reviews. 10 out of 10. The Green Bay Packers with 36 oh, seconds yeah. to go at half four in the morning. Taking it upfield and going for that field goal with three seconds left to win the game. That's entertainment. Not some guy falling off a rope. with He gets put through tables, gets absolutely battered. 
still manages to kick out and then falls off a rope and goes, oh, I'm too injured to get back up. An exploded <laughs> death match doesn't even destroy your ring. You know, you just get sparklers coming out of the turnbuckles. Hopefully, if they give an explanation on SmackDown, like you said, Paul Heyman temp tampered with the ring. No, they haven't. Like well, if you were no, listening, if on you SmackDown. were listening, <laughs> no, they haven't. No, on SmackDown tomorrow. Oh, coming up. Oh, right. Oh, well, well, there's not. Well, if you were <laughs> listening, <laughs> um, we will see. Prediction table then. Um, Dan, you got three points. That puts you on thirty-one. Joe, you got two points, which puts you on twenty-six. Jamie was the winner this week with four points, puts him on thirty-eight, and I got two points, twenty-four. So Jamie's sitting pretty at the top, so on thirty-eight. Dan on thirty-one. Joe on twenty-six, and I'm on twenty-four. Um, Dan, couple of weeks you, to go, isn't Dan, it? Can, can we make a deal? I'll give you five pay-per-view points if you give me five quiz points. <laughs> and we'll swap so we can oh, no. even on both. <laughs> no, no. I'm t- definitely going to take that. You've know, you got to have the quizly. But I'm going to catch you up with these uh, points on the on the draft. I'm sure I can catch you up. Well, don't you worry. No, they're not, got... they're not going on that. This is the pay-per-view prediction league. It, we have the got... draft isn't a pay-per-view. <laughs> These the points do not well, that, We've that, got the Normal Jack rules wasn't a pay-per-view soon. either, but it was, it was like an episode well, of rule, but we still came with it. We've got the Crown Jewel Jack coming up soon, Crown so um, that's only in a couple of weeks, isn't it? So we'll Looking see forward to that. I'm going to have a Chinese, and I think a uh, friend of the I'm show, Brad's come in, and another friend of the show, Dean's coming over. We're all going to watch it. And yeah, we can, actually, we can tweet along as well. No, I might go over to friend of the show, Jamie. So I was going to say, why don't go to Jamie? Well, if it starts at five, I'll finish work at four. So I might just get over in time. So, yeah, I'll come over. I've just invited myself over. And then we can watch Double CW, The Rise and Fall. The top. No, no, the top. Oh, my God, the top 50 moments. We'll watch that. I'll bring that as well. Um, Right, just before we move on to the draft predictions then... um, only one piece of news this week that I thought was worth speaking about, and it affects ourselves here in the in Blighty, the United Kingdom. It's been reported that potentially SummerSlam 2022 will be in the United Kingdom next year to mark the 30th anniversary of when it was last in the United Kingdom in London at Wembley with the infamous um, Bret Hart British Bulldog Intercontinental Championship match. Um, it's being it's still not been confirmed, but it is being reported that it could be in Wales in Cardiff, which works quite well for you guys, Dan and Joe, and it works out well for me and Jamie as well, because we can travel down and crash at your place and we save money on accommodation. I literally live ten miles away from the arena. Happy yes, days. exactly. So Joe can drive us, he'll have his car. Well, I'll probably have mine as well, won't I, if I'm driving. Taxi. But anyway. Brian's bus. We'll have Brian's bus. He can come and get us. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show, Brian and his boss. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's big news, that is, guys. If it happens, I, I feel like over the last few years, a couple of reports have come out before and things like that, but there seems to be a lot more substance to this this time around. Whether or not it be in Cardiff, just the UK in general, it seems as if it is actually going to happen. Well, Cardiff makes sense because they've got the retractable roof. Um, they can have, I think it's 79,000 or something like that, just shy of 80. Um, and, and it'll with- sell out, it'll sell out over a year. Yeah, and you know, it compared to a, I've been to a lot of 
um, arenas or stadiums in the UK. And with Cardiff, as you know, Ta, it, and Jamie as well, you've been to Cardiff as well. You've got the stadium dead in the centre. Uh, the train station's what, yeah. like five minutes away from it. Um, yeah. if, you, if you fly, so if you fly from the States, it's only 15, 20 minutes into the centre. Um, via a taxi or a bus um, and there's everything you need there you've got Taco Bell's, McDonald's, everything so it works out really well um, and I remember I used to work in the centre of Cardiff um, and they used to have the Rugby World Cup and we used to have the New Zealand rugby team in the mornings coming, coming on in for a cup of coffee so it's really easy for the people who are performing to be able to go out and chill and be, you know, they've got the castle right by it as well so much room to see, do, eat um, and it's easy access in and out I think that they've got a hotel pretty much next door to it so the talent can stay there and they don't have to worry about traveling to the arena it's all there um, and it's and it's just right by the motorway as well so in terms of accessibility it works Wembley's a little bit more difficult in terms of the roof and the access of it but I do agree with Jamie as well with, with the um, Spurs stadium yeah Spurs stadium looked great for the Usyk and Joshua fight it looked, it looked absolutely incredible and obviously it, it, yeah. the NFL is back here next week um, they do two games at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this year and the next subsequent weekends, shall we say. And that that's always been amazing. Is it, the Wem- are they not doing Wembley this year? No, both games Just, Tottenham. Okay. And AEW's um, thinking about coming over as well. They said they're going to use Fulham Stadium, didn't they? Because Tony Khan family mm-hmm. already own it. And yeah. that would make sense as well. Unfortunately, no retractable roof on Craven Cottage, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so that should be very interesting with British weather. But if this, uh, if they do a if this pays off, stampede at Craven Cottage, <laughs> that would be the best thing. It ever. would. It would. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure we're all going. Surely, if if that 100%. happens. I'm going, going to book the day off, and I'm going to have several well, I mean, devices. The day off. Together. Yeah, I was going to say several. No, he meant the day off to book it. Like, oh, to have to book, book it, oh. off to try and book it and have about 50 devices trying to log in and trying to get everything. But this is because... the thing if we're all going and we want to sit next to each other, somebody's going to have to be designated. We're going to have to transfer the money in advance and say, right, this person get it, four tickets, boom. Don't worry, I've got it all sorted and all planned already. So, days. Dan has said that he will buy all the tickets. Good. <laughs> well, tickets go on sale. Tomorrow nine a.m. No, but do we bring do we bring Brad with us? That's the question. Does Brad come along with us? Well, let's put it this way: I will say yes if he responds by saying yes. I would like to come to the show, as I've said on this episode, and you have to respond by Sunday. So let's see if he listens. <laughs> yeah, Makes sense. Right, yeah, then, if he yeah. listens and he comments on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, because he loves his Instagram, or even in the Facebook Messenger, just say. Hi, Jamie. I would like to come. Just respond with that. And then you can come, Bradley. I think that sounds fair. I'm not paying for you, Bradley. You've got to pay for your own ticket, but you can come with us. <laughs> but yeah. Friend of the show, Brad. Friend of the show, Bradley. Former um, minimal participant, Bradley. And still beating Taryn in the quiz. Probably. <laughs> yeah. We look forward to potentially SummerSlam 2022 emanating from the United Kingdom itself. Right, guys, the draft. Let's get on it before we move on to our quiz this evening. So, thought we'd do it a bit different this week. We've got the draft coming up. I thought we'd include some predictions. Just a mini one this time round, see who will be the winner next week. Um, just a bit of fun. So, before the show, I asked the guys to come up with five picks from Raw to SmackDown, who, what they think might happen. Five picks from SmackDown to Raw and two NXT call-ups onto 
any show doesn't matter just onto the main roster itself so we'll we'll do it in rounds we'll we'll go through our first ones each and see what we think in any particular reasons so um shall we start off with i don't know shall we start off with smackdown to raw who we think's gonna go on to raw um and i go on and i'll go first why not my first pick from smackdown to raw is going to be because i don't think they're doing too much with him at the moment and he needs a bit of a refresh kevin owens that's fair mm. they need to they need to try and spruce him up to try and convince him not to go to AEW. yeah i think he's had his time on smackdown now he needs a bit of a refresh he can go after the title once drew mcintyre has sorted out what he's doing with Big E. um and i'd quite like to see kevin owens versus Big E for the wwe title so kevin owens my first pick to raw dan um i think because he has the wwe title which is exclusive to raw my first pick would be biggie to raw now has he not also is he not technically already moved no he's still a smackdown superstar he's appearing on both shows at the moment um so they Um, they were going to move him over in the draft but seeing as he's got the title i think that raw are going to go oh god somebody on smackdown's got our title we better draft him over so it makes sense and it brings back together the new day so Biggie to Raw. I I haven't included Biggie on my list. I'm going to say that they're just going to forget and pretend people don't even realise and just well, see he's on the Like they were saying so many times during that match, oh the draft could split the new day up and they won't be together again or whatever. So they kept alluding to that they're going to keep breaking. That he is on Raw. That they are aware that oh. the breakup has happened before. No, no, and it's it fine to them again. It's fine. Dan has said, let Dan use up one of his predictions. The points, let him use it. He said Big E will officially be drafted to Raw. Um, Joe? Dominic Mysterio to Raw. They're going to split Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Dominic Mysterio is going to go to Raw by himself. Now, do you think, what was your reasoning behind that? Do you think it's so they don't have to do um, the split and turn any well, of them they're heel? Kind of they kind of doing like the argument of like, oh, Stop telling me what to do, Dad. Stop telling me what to do. They they kind of been teasing it that Dominic Mysterio's going to heal. I think the best way to do it is to split them up, keep Rey Mysterio SmackDown and put Dominic Mysterio on Raw. And then he's more likely to like give him somebody like give him like somebody to. A reason to like to leave heel. I reckon Dominic Mysterio will go on to Raw and he'll turn heel. Fair enough. Jamie, who have you got in the first round of picks? This is one thing that. Oh, just give us the name. (laughs) No, like, do you know what I mean? When they did it last year, they didn't do like Raw to SmackDown. They just went, everybody's unbranded. And we're just yeah. going to draft to Raw or SmackDown. Are they doing that again? So it's not going to be a Apparently SmackDown to Raw, Raw not. SmackDown. It's Apparently just be, it is. Okay, trade. we're drafting everybody from the beginning again. So it's trade. That's Apparently so it is. You're going from one show to another. Apparently. Okay. Uh, then Bianca Bella to Raw. Any particular reason? She's done everything she can on SmackDown. Give her against Charlotte Flair. It will be all right for a few matches. Well, I suppose that opens up Sasha Banks and um, Becky Lynch to have that, unless anybody's got them to go to a different show. I suppose it keeps them to have their few, doesn't it? So, yeah, no, makes sense. Yeah, and then maybe somebody from Raw will go over there. Well, maybe. B. 
because my next pick in the second round of the draft from SmackDown to Raw is Bailey. I think she's been on SmackDown now for too long. <laughs> she's been through everyone that she can do on the roster, effectively, or anyone that means anything. And she's absolutely ready to go on and have some feuds. Back on Raw. Yeah. Um, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No, Bailey. I think it's a waste of a point because <laughs> she, could, she could come back yeah. from injury and just look like she did with Becky Lynch. She came back no. from injury. She's a raw star. She went straight to SmackDown. Didn't matter. So when she comes back, they'll just go, right, you're doing this. She uh, will be of on a, waste of a point. She will be on Raw on Monday. She'll go, ding dong, hello, here I am. It will be <laughs> Bailey to Raw. Daniel, your next pick. Yeah, so next on my list for SmackDown, I agree with Jamie. I actually have Bianca Belair as my second pick, but for different reasons, um, because I've got another pick that's coming up further along that's linked to Bianca Belair. Um, but I agree with Jamie. She's done everything on SmackDown. There isn't much more for her to do. Um, and I think that she can freshen up the Raw Women's Division. Uh, but there's also another reason, which I'll get onto on my third pick. Okay. Yes. Joe? I'm going to... From... Smackdown to Raw, Happy Corbin. Oh, okay. And I think I'm. It's time because Happy Corbin's got a new gimmick. He's like the rich person. I would put Happy Corbin because as the heel, the chase Biggie on Raw. Yeah, like, I think you need to give Happy Corbin a push. You need, as you change his gimmick, man. He's done everything. He, he stays everyone on Smackdown. He's not done anything on Smackdown. He's to put in are all against Biggie. They've had good matches on SmackDown. I think he's going to push him to Moon and see what he can do. It's either, either, you know, fight or fight with Corbin. Is you know, is, he's got to get a push at this point. He's just changed gimmick. What better time to do it now? So happy Corbin to Raw. Fair enough. Jamie, your last pick in round two. Um, I just like how Dan and I think so much alike, and I let him go into it a little bit more because he thought about it more. But the, the street profits, the street as a collective unit. Yeah, they always randomly sometimes just do tags. Sometimes they like, do. Sometimes they go, yeah, the tag team. Like, sometimes uh, yeah, they go, no, gonna... you can't do that. It has to be separate. <laughs> yeah, they'll be like, yeah, we're gonna take the the street profits, please, and then later on they'll be like, yeah, we're only taking one of you. <laughs> It was like back Which in the two thousand later. It was like back in the two thousand and two draft when um was it Subbery and Devon. Well now I'm thinking more like was it Ric Flair for Raw chose the NWO when there was like five Three of them or six of them? Yeah. Like well, you don't just have everyone like um all right, fair enough. Right, round three then from SmackDown to Raw. I believe we will see, and they have to go with some type of mid-carders, I believe we will have traded to Raw Apollo Crews. Apollo! Whether or... Oh, Joe agrees. Was that your pick as well for this round? It was going to be one of them, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I don't know where... We might as well move on to you straight away then, Joe. I don't know if you agree. I think Whether or not they take Watts' chops with him or not... I Commander Aziz. That's Come it. I'm not really counting him whether or not they do. Um, again, more for reasons he's having the Continental Championship now. If they are going to keep him in this solid mid card position, he can go for the United States Championship. Damien Priest, Apollo Cruz. I think it's a decent match, so we'll see. Uh, yes, Apollo Cruz, Joe. 
Yeah, as soon as you would like, he's done everything he can with, you know, Shisuke Nakamura and the Intercontinental title and the US Championship needs another heel, but obviously Sheamus is injured. There's not really many, like, good mid-card heels on Raw. Um, I, I think, yeah, give Apollo a chance on Monday Night Raw. Don't change anything. His gimmick's great. I think it'd be great at all. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Daniel, have you got in round three? Yeah, so I know um, Jamie said we're on the same sort of wavelength, but I've got it slightly different. I think they're going to break the Street Profits up. <gasps> I think they're just going to go for Montez Ford if, as if my third pick. then Angelo Dawkins is getting released within a year. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. He's okay. Like, he's got that collegiate background. He's just all right. I think you look at that tag team, the most memorable one is Montez Ford. The, the stuff that he does, everyone's pitching him as like a future champion in like five years time uh, and i think they do want to do that singles and you could see him with the intercontinental title the u.s title that frog splash he does is phenomenal so yeah third pick montez ford and jamie um just because they just throw him around whenever they like to no the big show's gone to AEW. <laughs> um i'm gonna say cesaro to raw it was it was a throw, it was a toss up between him and Dolph Ziggler, but Dolph Ziggler's still having his little tag run with Bobby Roode. Yeah. I would like Dolph Ziggler to just break up with Bobby Roode and go in and do his, another singles run. But thinking about it, the tag the tag teams are a bit weak. Let's just go for Cesaro. Give him like a push maybe against Damian Priest versus Cesaro. Sell some tickets, I'm sure, to some of the uh, marks. Fair enough. Okay, the fourth pick. I'm going for the two big guns now I am. So in round four, I am saying to Raw, Finn Balor. Oh, wow. He's kind of... I am an arms about this one. I thought, well, he's only just really come back onto the main roster, so there is a lot that they can do with him at the moment. But I've got this... uh, They they can still do with him on SmackDown. I've just got this feeling that they have moved a lot of the big guns over to SmackDown to help with the transition over to Fox in the last couple of years. And I just think they're going to that transition is going to move back over to Raw again and they're going to move over a couple of big guns. So for no other reason than that. Um, and also, while Roman Reigns is the champion, I don't really see what else he's going to be able to do, what, how far he's going to be able to push, get himself pushed because he's already lost and he's lost as the demon to Roman Reigns, so he can needs a bit of a different start elsewhere. So, yes, from SmackDown to Raw, Finn Balor. Dan? Yeah, um, so leading on similar with what joe said on his second pick i haven't split them up but i've said as a unit the mysterios um mm-hmm. i could i think with their sort of storyline you need a three-hour show to fit it in and i think that they are going to play on the splitting them up kind of thing working towards wrestlemania again so we can have ray versus dominic but i think they can give them more time to develop and they would be a more established team to go on to roar and face um teams like the new day and um the viking raiders as well putting the mysterios against them freshen it up a little bit um, so I'd bring them as a unit over, and I put Dominic and Ray, the Mysterios, as my fourth pick. Okay, who've you got, Joe? Moving over to Raw, Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. They're going to split up Brock Lesnar, uh, keep Roman Reigns on SmackDown, put Brock Lesnar on Raw. I think Paul Heyman is going to have an integral part of this. He's going to talk to Punk's members at Sonnenfeld. He'll do his little demons, and he'll say... I, if you put Brock Lesnar onto Raw, then he'll do it in such a way that 
SmackDown gets like two extra picks, he'll, he'll do it in such a way that Brock Lesnar will go over from, yeah, Brock Lesnar to Raw, definitely. They want to keep the Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar as far apart as possible, so that's for my reason. Okay, and Jamie? Um, this is the one that I'm kind of unsure about, but they need to end this feud, and Rollins ain't going anywhere, so Edge. Edge to Raw. Yeah, I, I think, think Rollins... Edge was a SmackDown star. I think he, he was a tweener, he did both. No, no, he's on the SmackDown roster. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. John Cena's counted as a SmackDown roster, apparently, but there you go. But, uh, yeah, I think with, with a, especially Becky Lynch as the champion at the moment, they've just had a kid. Like I said, when they'll come back and no one believed me that Becky Lynch would return on SmackDown, and you are, no, no, she returned in the Raw match. But I correctly predicted she'll return in the SmackDown <laughs> match. Um, obviously, they just had a kid. They're going to keep them together, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. And the, the only way to end this feud is trading edge to Raw. <clears throat> Okay, my last pick for um, SmackDown to Raw. The only way to end this feud is for Seth Rollins to come oh. to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not splitting um, up. Well, I, I don't know. I think I think they will, and I think it's more because there's still a whole young roster that Edge hasn't faced on SmackDown. So there's no point moving in. Whereas Rollins has faced everybody on SmackDown. So what's the point? So get him over to Raw. So it. Do you know what? If I had to rank these, the one that I think is most likely going to happen out of the ones that I said, Seth Rollins, terrible. <laughs> one, one, of, one of them is going, Seth Rollins or yeah. Edge. However, yeah. I would like to think they would keep Seth Rollins and Becky close as new parents. But it is the ah, WWE, so most that. likely Seth Rollins will yeah. be going. Yeah, exactly. That was another one of them will be. And like oh. I said, it was a toss-up between the two of them, whether it is Seth Rollins or Edge. Yeah, but I went for Edge, thinking WWE are a family business, and they would like to respect the family of the Rollins Lynch. Right, go on then, Dan. Who've you got for your last pick from? So my tomorrow? last pick, because of the really decent showing that they had on Normal Rules, is going to be Liv Morgan going across the Raw. Oh, okay. I think if you look at the title pictures, you're not really going to be facing Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks and Matt Lott. She's not really going to be going for the, the title, but from the reactions on the crowd, I think the crowd were really behind Liv Morgan and they want to get behind her and see her in a potential title push. So if you saw somebody like a Liv Morgan versus Charlotte, you know, going up towards um, in a couple of months time, yeah, she might only hold it for a few months um, or a few weeks, but I could see someone like Liv Morgan finally getting a push. And I think it's more likely to happen against the Charlotte than it would be yeah. against the Becky Lynch. Okay. Joe? We've got, going from SmackDown to Raw. <laughs> well, we'll never know. We'll never know. Zelina um, Vega. Oh. The jobber um, of the year. Again, um, she's not really doing anything on SmackDown. I'm saying... Says Liv Morgan, like she's like she's had a good show, but she's kind of like lost in the in the shuffle. I think she could team up with somebody like Charlotte or one of the heels and be like a good female tag team. And she's like she's always good for a good match, and she's done as much shadow on SmackDown. So obviously her husband's not SmackDown anymore. So put a Raw. Okay, fair enough. And Jamie, your last pick from SmackDown to Raw. Yeah, so I was tossing up this one for a while. I'll I was just thinking, pick someone, will you? 
I was thinking maybe Nakamura. I don't want it to happen because I love is he Pat not the McAfee. champion? Yeah, yeah. I, I love Pat McAfee and the way he is with Nakamura. Pat McAfee to raw. Like he is the best thing about SmackDown when he's when Nakamura comes out and Rick Boogs. They've got something great going on. So I think Nakamura will stay on SmackDown. Then I was thinking, well, maybe this other person would go on, and I was like, no. So I just went for Otis because I didn't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Otis, <laughs> Otis for Raw. Hopefully, so they can release him. <laughs> Right, that is our Raw, SmackDown to Raw picks locks. By the way, I have to say, do keep hold of I'm not making a note of any of these guys, so do keep hold of your pieces of paper. What I did think as well was, we don't have any general managers on Raw or SmackDown, so how are they going to do it? They're just going to do it like they used to do last time, where it was a lottery. Well, you don't remember what they did last year? Do you not remember what they did last year? They had the executives in the room. Oh, yeah, they're going to do that, are executives in the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the show. In the war room. It's like it was an NFL draft. The way I do it, because obviously Sonny Deville and Adam Pierce are there. I would give like Adam Pierce broad Sonnyville SmackDown. Yeah, it's an idea. Be interesting to see how they do it. We will find out tomorrow, or if you're listening <laughs> to this on Friday today. <laughs> right. Um, Raw to SmackDown. I shall start. My first pick to SmackDown is John Morrison. Oh. Now listen. He's split up with the Miz me. now. It's over. The Miz is off dancing. They can get away from the Miz and Morrison side of things without too much fanfare now because he's off doing his dancing. It's the Miz. Get Morrison over to SmackDown. A solid star. Yes, he's not going to win the, the Universal Championship, but he's a decent mid-card tight wrestler that they could do with to help with the younger talents. John Morrison to SmackDown. Daniel. For me, I think it's it's obvious. It's going to be Drew McIntyre. He's going to oh, go I across agree. to SmackDown. Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, number one. Drew McIntyre, is he, number no, three. Because is he not supposed to be... Is he not now come out and challenge Big E for he the title? He didn't say anything. He just came out and pointed a sword at him. It's just no. promote his new little no. sword range. He did nothing. I'll, I'll be surprised if that happens. Drew McIntyre. But he's, pro- he's probably a good shout. To be fair, they usually announce matches. And then didn't they do it last year where they announced a match? But then they still drafted the other person onto the other show and they still had the match anyway. They tend to do it where they do the draft and then the next week they still haven't drafted them over. They have the matches that they were finishing off the feuds and then it's the week after that that they say, now you're on your respective brand. So, so they, they could do that. They, they could, could have yeah. McIntyre versus Big E at the Crown Jewel. They, they, they could. Well, it's, Drew yeah. McIntyre could take the title to SmackDown. Yeah, either Obviously, at Crown well, Jewel... Or on Raw, because they on Raw the they Jack. could on SmackDown, should I say, they could transfer transfer draft Drew McIntyre to SmackDown tomorrow at the time of recording, but then have the match on Raw, Biggie, Drew McIntyre. They could do that. So there's ways of doing it. Um Joe and Jamie, were you in agreement, sorry, with Dan regarding the chamber? So you Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I wonder okay. who Taron's next guess is. Um, he, he don't think it's going to happen. It's not even one of his five. Well, my next, if we got onto round two to SmackDown, is the broken nose warrior Sheamus. He's had it. He's had his feud now for the United States Championship. Get him over onto SmackDown. Get him against Nakamura. Things like that. Um, yes, I'd, I'd be quite happy with that. 
Ah, yeah, um, and I think well, he's two. number two. You've gone for Sheamus as well. <laughs> similar, yeah. similar reasons. Pretty much exactly the same. And he's always wanted the Intercontinental title to complete his uh, triple crane, was Grand Slam. So works out well. Brilliant. Okay, Joe, have you got round two to SmackDown? Drew Gulak. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's a pick. Like, well, he's always doing the 24 7 title thing. Um, same thing as you. I can see him with the Intercontinental title of turning like properly heal, like, give him like the Daniel Bryan like I am the wrestler gimmick. Like properly properly push him and give him the Intercontinental title. I mean uh, pre freshen it up is always the same people challenging for the Intercontinental title. I would put it on Drew Gulak every day. Okay. Brilliant. And Jamie? Very similar to what Joe was saying, but I'm going to say this as SmackDown is the land of opportunity. He's been rebranded and repackaged. Let's take Elias over to SmackDown. Oh, okay. That's a. But hang on, hang on, hang on. You just reminded me about Elias. Were they not running promos for him for about two or three weeks in a row and has it all stopped? Yeah, stopped for like two weeks as well. But that's a perfect opportunity for the brand, uh, the draft. There could be a good one out there, Elias. I, if that comes in, 27 points. You just know it's going to happen. It's going to be, here he is, he's back, it's Elias, and they're going to show the dressing room with his name on. After the commercial break, Elias returns on SmackDown, then it's going to be, Funkers all around. He's just going to come back with the earth. He's just going to be... Oh, God. Don't give them ideas, Joe. Um, right. Okay, back to me then, is it? Yep. Yeah. From Raw to SmackDown, Asuka. Oh, I agree. I know she is injured again as well, but they can do <laughs> I that. I agree. Joe agrees. He's in agreement. Um, again, for no particular reason, then they just need a bit of a jiggle around. And she's someone to face Becky again once the Sasha Banks side of things is over. Similar reasonings, Joe, or have you got any other reasonings? Um, yeah, same like Asuka's been up for a while, but they've. I started to see stuff pop up for Asuka. Like, obviously, she's been gone off TV for I don't know how long. But I'm just, the thing is, Becky Lynch is so over that they need somebody legitimate to face her. Obviously, she faced Asuka before. But uh, and obviously, um, you've got Sasha possibly staying on as well. So you need somebody else who can face. Becky, who's like who was equally as over as Asuka, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't ask a heel. I, I, yeah. I put that out. Like, I'm not sure which they could go either way with Asuka if she's believable as a face or a heel. So I, I'd be happy the way. Brilliant. Okay. Um, Dan? Yeah, um, I have the, uh, the well, I can't remember her nickname, um, Shayna Baszler. Oh, okay. Because they've, Do you know uh, what? I didn't even think about Shayna Baszler. That's probably a good shout, isn't it? They've been it? doing the thing where she's been breaking people's arms and injuring people, and I think it's a perfect start. And if you said that we could see Becky versus Shayna Baszler again, or we're seeing Sasha Banks versus Shayna Baszler, I'd be well happy for it. I think you know her against Tony Storm as well sounds incredible. Her against Tegan Knox, brilliant matches. Chuck her over there. Instant classics with everybody. And Jamie. The land of opportunity for the land... Of the Ash, Nikki Ash. Oh, as title. as Nikki Ash, or just going back to Nikki Ash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
the one thing what Dan was saying with the SmackDown thing about Liv Morgan, I would love Liv Morgan to go over to Raw. However, I think she should stay on SmackDown and get a title push. But then it's like, well, who are you going to have in the title pictures on both brands? Yeah. Hopefully, would have somebody come on to Raw to challenge Charlotte Flair. I don't want to see Nikki Ash versus Charlotte again. Put Nikki over to SmackDown. She's got new matches. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, whatever. She can insert herself kind of into that title picture. Okay. Why not? And why not indeed? Round four in the draft. Raw to SmackDown. And I don't have to see on SmackDown again. <laughs> I'm Raw. He's f- my pick, Raw to SmackDown. He's following him. He is. He's probably going to have many more a triple threat match with him. He is. It's no more words. His name is Jeff Harvey. Hardy, Harvey. <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy. There we go. You see, great minds think like <laughs> he's going to follow Sheamus over. Jeff Hardy to SmackDown. No more words. Back on SmackDown. Back where it belongs, Jack. And Joe? Yeah, I can see Jeff Hardy again in the icy title picture. Maybe he can team up with somebody else, like High Flying, um, like John Morrison. Um, yeah, Jeff Hardy and John Morrison would be actually a really good tag team. But um, yeah, oh, same back to the card. Like he's, I can't see him winning the World Heavyweight Championship after Roman Reigns. There's no, no chance. Unless he wins Billy in the Bank or something. Maybe. Okay. Um, Dan? Yeah, um, I'm going with Ricochet. I think Ricochet on SmackDown could have some really lightning matches with a lot of people, um, and it's got a lot more viewership. I think someone like a Ricochet needs to have a bit of energy, like jolly back into them. He needs that kickstart, doesn't he? He needs a kickstart more than anybody, and I think SmackDown's perfect for him. Get him off main event, get him over there. So many people he could have matches with. Even if I said Roman Reigns versus Ricochet, everybody would want to see that match. Chuck him over there, I think he'd be lightning. Fantastic. And Jamie? This is what I was saying before. It's finally going to happen. He is going over to the blue brand. It is Omos. Oh. Oh. Why? They're going to, like I said, just split them up. Get Omos onto his new... They always say SmackDown is the land of opportunity. So put Omos on there to have a singles run. See what happens. It's not as in say the spotlight as much on SmackDown. It gives him a chance to maybe have a mid title to a, a maybe going to try and like you can imagine Roman Reigns is talking about how he's beat everybody and all of a sudden Omos walks out and goes face to face with Roman Reigns. He's looking up shitting himself. <laughs> you could see it happening. Like it's it's something Dewey Dewey like to do, building Omos up like that to go challenge Roman Reigns in his first singles match. His first singles titles match at and not Crown Jewel Jack, obviously, but, you know, at the Survivor Series, Omos versus Roman Reigns for the title in his first singles match or whatever. Why not? Why not, indeed? Okay, then, the last pick, then. And I am going with, from Raw, to SmackDown, or should I say, lately, from main event to SmackDown, Karrion Cross. Um... They always tend to do this when they just brought somebody up from 
developmental or NXT, something like that, onto the main roster. If there's a draft coming up and they brought them a few weeks before, they, they tend to just quickly switch them again for no apparent reason. And I think that's going to be it with Karrion Cross. And I think they are going to push him and build him. I think I've gone with quite a few people like your Kevin Owens, your Seth Rollins, your Finn Balor's big names from SmackDown going over to Raw. They're going to have to put somebody back over to SmackDown. And yes, you've got your Sheamus and your Jeff Hardys. Well, let's be honest, they're more mid-card these days. Get carrying crossover and build him up to be a worthy opponent eventually for Roman Reigns, who's not going anywhere. Uh, carrying cross, SmackDown. Dan? Yeah, um, I've gone with somebody who made his return on Raw this week and been slightly repackaged with a weird Ooh. nickname Keith Bearcat Lee. The Bearcat himself. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a. That's a good not, show. It's not. Uh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that they've brought him back the week before or just before the draft. Um, they just repackage him and moving him on to SmackDown again. He needs that refreshness. So moving him over now, they brought him back. He gets him back in people's minds. So yeah, I could see him going across to SmackDown and he could have some barn burners over there. Fantastic. Joe, I put from Raw to SmackDown. Oh, oh my god! Um, the Viking Raiders. Oh, do you know what? I forgot they were even a thing. They came back a few weeks ago and did nothing after one week, didn't mm-hmm. they? To be fair. Yeah, they just need like like equal tag teams. I just put the Viking Raiders on SmackDown. They can wrestle. The Smack SmackDown is more the wrestling show, and obviously Raw is more like the entertainment show. That's what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Viking Raiders are a good wrestling tag team. Put them against like somebody like Rude and Ziggler. I think that be that's another classic match straight away. Okay, and Jamie, your last pick, make it count. Um, what award did he win before? What awards were you talking about? What awards? What the Gooker? The Gooker, Jinder Mahal. Okay, you, you've got it over <laughs> to SmackDown. What, without Veer and Shanky or whatever they're called? Yeah, why not? It was a tough one to think of the last one. There was the talk maybe Miz, Morrison, like you said, them splitting up. I thought maybe Keith Lee. I, w- I was looking at maybe having Veer, like having T-Bar and whatever he's called going over. T-Bar yeah. and Mace yeah. maybe going over because... With my in my mind, do a SmackDown tag team was coming over. Maybe a Raw tag team has to go over. Um, but really, the only other tag team is RK Bro, Bro. and they're not going without the Usos coming. So okay, brilliant. Yeah. Right, let's run. Ricochet's through. a really good one, though. Yeah, I didn't even think of poor Ricochet. No offence to himself, but I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, that's probably a good shout about that. Um, yeah, okay, so we also said we'd pick a couple of NXT. There may be more than two. There may only be one. I assume there'll be at least two, if not probably more. But um, we'll go with two to play it safe. Um, you can have them both go into a SmackDown. You can have them both go into Raw. I, just for the purpose of arguing here, have gone from one to SmackDown, one for Raw for no particular reason other than balance but i have gone with a female talent and a male talent and they are going to split the real life couple up i have gone with candice LeRae to raw and johnny gargano to candice LeRae's out of action she's uh, pregnant That's yes, fine. Let him waste the pick. no hang on <laughs> right well in that case no <laughs> i forgot no i forgot she was pregnant 
Right, Johnny Gagano <laughs> to SmackDown. No, 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 Dan. it's fine. There, there, there has to be some leeway here. Johnny Gagano <laughs> to SmackDown and Raquel Gonzalez to Raw. <laughs> there you go. Easy. You never heard anything else. Raquel Gonzalez. Right, Dan. Um, Gagano and Raquel. <laughs> The main reason, because they've been uh, doing dark matches for the past six weeks, I've got um, Austin Theory. No, he's been called up. He is, yeah. He's going to Raw. Um, and yeah. I've got um, Dakota Kai. She's going to SmackDown. Okay. Uh, Joe? I've got uh, Johnny Gargano going to SmackDown with Austin Theory, and they're going to be the new teams on SmackDown. They're going to carry away, but on on the SmackDown, and then on Raw, I've got um, Raquel Gonzalez, same as you, Taron. Okay, and Jamie? I have no idea. I was looking at the names going, I have no idea who half of these people are. So, yeah, the guy who's yeah. been in, the, has been in the, um, the Rumble a few times, so let's put her over on Raw. Why not give her a new challenge for Charlotte Flair? Okay. And then, let's go... Again, I'm thinking Johnny Gargano is Mr. NXT. I don't think he's going anywhere. He loves it. Down if there. he doesn't go uh, now, he'll never go and he'll be released. Exactly. I don't think he will. I think he'll just keep, carry on and <laughs> his NXT and face all of these people. So what I am going for... Um, you know what? It's between two people. Or because you keep talking about this guy, Carmelo Hayes. To SmackDown will be my choice. Uh, however, I was maybe looking at the possibility of ideally who I'd love to go over, Pete Dunn. No, no, definitely no. Right, that is our predictions. Like I say, guys, keep hold of them because I haven't made notes of them. I will keep my note there. Anybody want to just throw out a random, uh, like, out there, like, dark horse prediction? I will. I'll say um, David Hart Smith will be put on one of the brands. Oh, that's a great show. Um, I'm going to go with Jordan Devlin from NXT UK. Oh, smash it. You don't have to, Joe and Jamie, if you don't want to. Walter, oh, Walter, yes. I would love to see Walter that. Throw. Jamie's like Brom Breaker. Yeah, Brom Breaker to smash. Oh, like, I, I, I've seen Jar Samuels quite a few times. I like Samuels. I'd, I'd love to him go over. Um, but if we're going for just a random person... Why is the Brian Kendrick listed as an active wrestler? <laughs> on a bike. Um, God knows. I have no idea. That's um, fine. Pete Dunne is quite a big shout, so maybe be, maybe Pete Dunne. Because I did say maybe, so he would yeah. be my surprise. My only other big surprise that I could have possibly see happening would be something like... Reigns going to Raw, but it's never going to happen. Okay. We have locked them in. Oosh. We shall see the draft this Friday and this Monday. Shall we quiz it? Let's finish yeah. it off. Extra long show this week. Yeah, man. Joe, so you're hosting this quiz. week, are you? I hope he is, because I haven't written yeah. any questions. Yeah, I've got a quiz. It's all, it's all to do with around Extreme Rules. Um, <laughs> it's not Based on rules, it's just so it's just normal rules. Questions, it's questions about people who are in extreme rules or it's extreme rules themed. Anyway, you'll get it. All right, let's go for it then. Question number one: Gianna, Jenny, 
Daddio is the real name of what WWE star? Yeah. Do we to repeat that? No, no, I don't that's know. fine. I don't know who it is, but I'm putting a guess, okay? Okay. Question number two. A point for each. Can you name the original members of the Bullet Club? All of them. Um, one, two, three, four. I, I got five. Yeah, I got five. Yeah. Okay. My dear Lord. <laughs> um, question number three. Sasha Banks is in the Ma Mandalorian, but what character does she play oh, in the, in the Mandalorian? I've seen it as well, but I don't know. Okay, okay. question number three. Hardy and Matt Hardy used to run a wrestling brand back in, back in the day, but what was their wrestling brand called? Is that number four? Sorry. Yeah, number four. So yeah, you read a wrestling promotion. What was the wrestling promotion called? Okay. Question number five. Uh, what's the name of team? Um, oh, right. Okay. What's the name of the tag team Alexa Bliss managing NST? Fucking <laughs> awful. Okay. Yep. Uh, question number six. What is the name of the Xavier Woods gaming channel? Finally, one I know. Okay. Uh, question number seven. Which commentator has the nickname Saviour or Misbehaviour? It's got to be. Yeah. Question of eight. What city was Extreme Rules in? Well, the one that's just happened. Yeah, the one that's yeah. just happened. What city was it in? Okay. Question number nine. What year was the first WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view? I asked that last week. Well, a variation of it. I asked who cashed in, but I'm sure I gave the year. Okay, so you should know the other. <laughs> uh, question of 10. What year did ECW start? What was the year it first started? ECW, as it. Or is it um, Extreme Championship Wrestling, the brand? Extreme Championship Wrestling. Okay. 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 Cool. All right, let's okay. do this. A I'll, I'll admit it now, a very poor, very poor. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I know I've definitely got at least three or four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Jonna Jenny Daddy is the real name of what current WWE star? Gone Taron. I have not. Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Nia Jax. It's Liv Morgan. Yeah, it's Liv Morgan. Jamie's right. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. You obviously they don't follow on Instagram. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm happy to say I don't. <laughs> uh, question number two: Can you name the original members of the club? I said there was five. Um, Taron? No, no. Um, I put um, Matt Jackson, 
Nick Jackson, no. Finn, Finn Balor, or Prince everywhere yeah. call and Adam Cole. No, oh, got okay. I got Finn Balor. Yeah. Finn Balor, the, the Gullers, so Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, or whatever they're called, and Tamatonga. Yeah, three. Three, four. I, four. four yeah, I got, I put Kenny Omega, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, and Tonga. So you got four, yeah. you got Tamatonga, Prince Devitt, and uh, the Good Brothers, yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, me, Some Bacano, Japanese guy, uh, probably. Uh, yeah, Ray Bacano, Bartlett Farley, Prince Devitt, Tabatonga, um, Mishinga Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Okay. Okay. Uh, question number three. Sasha Banks is in, in the Mandalorian, but can you tell me the name of the character she plays? No. No, no I can't. <laughs> no idea. Never watched it. Jamie? I said Patunda. I've never watched it. I just made up a word. No, the character name is Kosha Reeves. Kosha Reeves, okay. Kosha Reeves, yeah. <laughs> Kosha. Of, yeah, I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. Probably botched it. Um, question four with Jeff Hardy and Hardy's wrestling can be called that? I have no idea. I put North Carolina Championship Wrestling. No, Taryn? I put, yeah, uh, what the. Cameron something or other, so I haven't, I can't, I can't even read what I wrote this week. Yeah, Did I you? don't know. I just put the Hardy Family Foundation. <laughs> no, it, it was Omega Wrestling. Omega oh. Wrestling. Ah. Yeah. Uh, question five What was the name of the tag team Alexa Bliss and Michelle XT? Aaron. No idea. DIY. Um, Blake and Murphy. Blake and right. Murphy. She was Nathan Murphy. Of course she was. Yeah. <laughs> Question six. What is the name of Xavier Woods game in Chan? Taran. Up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, right. down. Up, up, down. down. Yeah, Taran. Uh, Finally, a point. Yeah. Uh, Question seven. What comedy has the nickname The Seer and Misbehaviour? Taran. Corey Graves. Yeah. Corey Graves. Corey Graves. Yeah. Uh, question eight: What city was the Dream Rules held in? Darren? No idea, and I've only just watched it. Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Alexa Bliss is down. Oh, well, I thought she was from hell or wherever she's supposed to be from. <laughs> the evil is mine. <laughs> question nine: What year was the first WWE Dream Rules? Darren, um, two thousand and ten. Two thousand nine. Oh, yeah, two thousand nine. Correct. correct. Uh, question 10, what year did ECW officially start? Time. Well, you said ECW, so I'm assuming when they yeah. changed to Extreme Championship Wrestling, not when they were Eastern Championship Wrestling. So I want to say 93. Correct. Oh. I said oh. 93. I got 10. Wow. No, uh, we need a tiebreaker, dear Lord Almighty. <laughs> Five, six, have you got a tiebreaker? No, he's added it up. He's added it up wrong. He hasn't got ten. No, I have, yeah. Liv Morgan, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Finn Balor, Tonga, Blake and Murphy, Up, Up, Down, Down, Corey Graves, Columbus, Ohio, 2009. 
Well, Joe, I have a tiebreaker if you want me to ask it for them. Yeah, <laughs> go on, man. And it yeah. was the attendance of Extreme Rules. <laughs> no, how did you know? <laughs> it's um, it's not because um, they didn't um, they they still haven't put what it is yet, and I can't ask you what the attendance of Extreme it's Rules last. Mine. I can't even ask you what the attendance of Extreme Rules last year was because we all know what that was. So. <laughs> Jamie and Dan, what was the attendance of Extreme Rules 2019? It was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Wells Fargo Center. The main event, just to remind you, in case it helped, was Brock Lesnar defeating Seth Rollins for the WWE Universal Championship. That was, that was because he cashed in afterwards, because technically the main event match before that was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in that winner-take-all extreme tag what, match what for, the, for the WWE Universal Championship and the World Women's Championship. So, Dan, what have we got? 16-286. Jamie? 12-851. It was twelve eight hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was only going to be like eleven thousand, but I thought oh, I just Jamie gets the to... point. That gives the quiz leaderboard on Dan on fifteen, Jamie on nine, Joe on five, Taryn on four. Hey, you want those five points now, Dan? Don't you? No, no, I'm so happy. <laughs> of he does. Right. Uh, Dan, where can people find us on the socials? Uh, they can find us wherever you get your podcasts, uh, your Deezers, your Spotify's, your Apple Podcasts. Uh, we are Grapplecast Show. You can also find us on the social media, on the Twitter, the Facebook, the Instagram. Feel free to leave us a comment. Don't tell us that we need to listen and comment to reality records like they always do on Instagram. But um, <laughs> you can always uh, drop us a comment. We always like your comments. We'll give you a shout out with their good comments or even your gifts, we'll give them a shout out as well. We love the followers. But yeah, get involved, peeps. Brilliant. Thanks very much, guys, for and everyone listening and joining us this week. We look forward to the draft. And of course, we have the Crown Jewel Jack. Um, if it's not next weekend, it's the weekend after. So at it's some point, we'll be predicting that. Yep. Oh, it's, on a, it's on a weekday, isn't it? So, you mean my oh, dear Lord. Well, it's not next Looks Thursday. Like we'll be so recording on a Wednesday that week. Well, it's not. I don't think it's next Thursday, is it? So we'll probably have to do our predictions next Thursday if it's the week after. So twenty first of this, we got a few weeks. We have got a couple of weeks. So that's fine. Right then. Well, thanks very much for joining us all. We shall see you all next week. Jamie, sign us off. I must bid you adieu. Ta-ra, guys. Bye. Bye. Have good. Old one. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin! I did it for The Rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty! Number four, armbar! <laughs>